the world is changed. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. Much that once was is lost. For none now live who remember it. It began with the forging of the great rings. Three were given to the elves, immortal, wisest and fairest of all beings. Seven to the dwarf lords, great miners and craftsmen of the mountain halls. And nine, nine rings were gifted to the race of men who above all else desire power. For within these rings was bound the strength and the will to govern each race. But all of them were deceived. For another ring was made, deep in the land of Mordor, in the fires of Mount Doom. The dark lord Sauron forged his secret master ring to control all others. And into this ring he poured his cruelty, his malice, and his will to dominate all life. One ring to rule them all. These are the words from the beginning of J.R.R. Tolkien's masterpiece, The Lord of the Rings. And why begin this homily with these words concerning power and the will to dominate? Why not talk about joy, love, and peace on this Easter night? Because there's a line, I think, in this opening monologue which unlocks a deep spiritual truth for us. That line is, and all of them were deceived. With the devil, nothing is ever as it seems. He promises life, but he brings death. But tonight, God undoes the deceptions of the devil, and he does it in a very unique way. He takes the devil's own strategy and conquers him by it. What seems like good with the devil always turns evil, and, what God, and with God what seems terrible is always working in some way for the good. And if there is an overarching principle at work within the triduum, it is this, nothing is truly as it seems. For it would seem that Christ is death, that he was defeated, and that the devil won, but it was not. And it would seem that someone broke into the tomb and stole the body, but they did not. And it would seem impossible for someone to rise from the dead, but it was not. With God, things are never as they seem to be. The psalmist said it well in the Alleluia verse we just heard. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. What is seemingly the worst week in the history of the world becomes the masterpiece of redemption. On the surface, it seemed that the devil had won and that Christ was a failure. But God always has the last word. And tonight, he proclaims that the crucifixion was not the end, but the beginning. Not the destruction of life, but the very vehicle by which life would be redeemed. He took what was a great tragedy in human history and made it into a masterpiece. And he did it by using the things that we fear most. Our weakness, our sin, and death.
In the workings of God, what you see on the surface is never the fullness of his plan. He takes failure and turns it into success. Suffering and turns it into joy. And tonight, he takes death and turns it into life. I recently heard a story. For over 30 years, a 19-foot block of marble sat in a warehouse in Florence, Italy. It was the finest Carrera marble intended for a wonderful sculpture to be set at the center of the city of Florence, the Renaissance city. Unfortunately, two sculptors tried to work with an exquisite piece of marble, and due to a lack of experience and probably skill, they ruined it. The result was this enormous, beautiful block of marble was completely useless. The worst part was that the flaw made it such that no artist, no sculptor, could really do anything about it. This beautiful stone was destroyed and rejected. And since no other artist would touch it, it sat in a warehouse in embarrassment to a very proud artistic city. But then in 1501, the young artist and sculptor Michelangelo Bonarotti went to work on this ruined piece of marble. And the way he went about it is very telling. It is said that when Michelangelo worked on a sculpture, he could see in the rock the sculpture, and he simply had to free it. And unlike the other artists who looked at the block of marble and threw up their hands, Michelangelo looked at it and saw what would be one of his greatest works, the colossal statue of the young King David. The truly amazing aspect of this story was that he took something flawed and made it beautiful. But even more so, he incorporated the flaws into the statue. He took what is ruined and ugly and made it into a masterpiece. When people looked at this block of rock, this, a marble, they said, what can we do? But Michelangelo looked at it and saw something beautiful. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Jesus Christ is the true artist. And the masterpiece he has fashioned is from our ruined humanity. Like that piece of marble, we, as we heard in the first reading, were created beautiful. But sin and death ruined us. We became ugly and broken. Instead of reflecting God's presence in the world, it seems we became an affliction to the world, shedding one another's blood. Instead of seeing his own image and likeness, when God looked at us, he saw a distortion and a ruined masterpiece. But not anymore. Not tonight. He took what was damaged and seemingly beyond repair and made it beautiful yet again. That is what God does best. This is the Easter proclamation. What seems terrible in our lives, what's broken, what's beyond hope, where we suffer, whatever looks like the cross, God is there. And tonight he proclaims that that is not the end. And things aren't as they seem. He's at work, working redemption in your lives. But do you see it? Think of how he wove the wickedness of Judah, Judas, the cynicism of Herod, 
the cowardice of Pilate, the envy of the chief priests and Pharisees, your sins and mine, and the most, the greatest horror of our life, death, he wove all these flaws and made it an integral part of his masterpiece, where we saw nothing but a body in a sealed grave. God saw a shattered stone and an empty tomb. If he can do all that with the wickedness of the passion, imagine what he can do in our lives. If only you will realize that everything in your life is not as it seems. It's not as it seems. He's there. In the midst of your struggles, in the midst of your pain, that's what the cross, that's what the resurrection proves to us tonight. It all has meaning. This is why the path to Easter is always one of repentance. It is about bringing our sins and failings and wounds, our self-focus, our self-centeredness, everything that is wrong in life, bringing it to Him and presenting it to Him, confident that He is there in the worst. He is there in the worst. And from it, he will create a masterpiece. But there is one catch, my friends. Unlike the material that Michelangelo worked with, God's material can rebel against him. We can stop his hand from working the masterpiece. We can refuse to see him in the mess. On this Easter night, Lord Jesus, Take all that is wicked and ruined in us. Free us from it and help us to see you present in it. As you were freed from the grip of death, apply your divine hands to us, a broken masterpiece. Take away all that is not of you. And tonight, make us once again something beautiful for God.